About half of the girls in the US between the ages of 11 and 13 see themselves as overweight in a recent study. A lot of these girls own a Barbie doll, which is a body shape that is impossible to attain. This is the same for Action Man. Both of the dolls have drastically changed shapes since the 1960s. The Barbie doll has become more curvy with a very thin waist and Action Man has gained a lot more muscle. You can see this change in many parts of society, from films to advertising. What kind of message does it send to children about how they should look at such a young age? Welcome to The Practice of Health with me, Charlie Tunmore, where I share my honest journey to become a health coach and I empower you to take ownership of your own health. I explore all areas of holistic health nutrition, movement, sleep, thinking, hydration, breathing, and much more. I am currently studying the Institute for Integrated Nutrition Health Coach Program. I manage a yoga studio in London, and I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt. to start this podcast with a shout out to my voice message friendship group you know who you are thank you for your love and support um i feel everyone should have a whatsapp or signal group with your mates where you only send voice messages to each other it's a beautiful thing especially right now where a lot of us are feeling cut off from human connection also if you haven't already listen to episode four about obesity as i touch on some similar ideas to this episode This is episode eight, body weight and health. On the Institute for Integrated Nutrition program this week, I explored the pros and cons of BMI measurements. I dive deep into the concepts of volumetrics and calorie density and how they can be used to support your health. And I also learned the value of shifts in mindset, diet and lifestyle when it comes to holistic weight loss and weight gain. Body mass index or BMI is used a lot in the medical community to figure out if a person is underweight, normal weight, overweight or obese. The calculation is your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared. You can use it to get a general sense of whether your weight may put you at risk. It gives you a clue, but it doesn't show you the full story. BMI does not distinguish between fat and muscle, and muscle weighs more than fat. This is why some people do not lose weight when they start working out, even though they're notably more toned. Also, BMI does not show where fat is stored around the body, and of course some people may naturally have a small or larger frame. What matters more than BMI is the amount of fat we have stored, and where in the body it's stored. I would recommend using a measuring tape on different parts of the body, such as your legs, your waist, your chest, your arms, to see what your weight is week in, week out. This would be a better representation of your weight compared to just using BMI or just using a pair of scales, as your weight will vary throughout the day. From a more intuitive standpoint, your ideal weight is the weight you feel best at and can maintain. How do you feel and look each day? rather than measure yourself against what the number is on the scales. Look at the big picture, health as a whole. 
There is so much more that goes into your health than just your weight. For example, your movement, your thoughts, your sleep, your relationships. Placing too much focus on just your body weight can cause a stressful relationship with food and exercise, and it can also put a strain on relationships with loved ones. Remember, just because someone looks in shape on the outside doesn't mean they're healthy on the inside. I'm now going to go into some advice that you can use to achieve your ideal weight using a holistic health approach. For each topic, I will discuss weight loss and weight gain. My weight has changed over the last 10 years quite a bit depending on what my goals were. In the last six months, I focused on increasing my strength and power so that I can perform better in the sport of jiu-jitsu. So far, I have gained about seven kilograms using the holistic health principles that we'll now go into. My BMI at the moment is 25, which technically means I'm overweight, but if you know me, I don't think you'd say I was overweight. It goes back to muscle weight more than fat. Of course, everyone's health goals are different, but I wanted to use the example of myself to show you evidence that what I've learned from many health experts can work. Number one, switch up your beverages. For weight loss, drink more water so that you feel more full and reduce sugary beverages. For weight gain, drink smoothies packed with whole foods such as fruit and healthy fats. This is a quick and easy way to get more food into your body. Number two, focus on whole nutrient dense foods. For weight loss, eat healthy fats, complex carbs, good quality proteins and fibre because this will keep you full for longer. Volumetrics is the understanding of calorie density, which is the number of calories in any given weight of food. So for weight loss, focus on eating healthy, low calorie dense foods. This will allow you to eat a large volume of food and feel satiated while still cutting back on calories. For example, unprocessed plant foods like vegetables tend to have the lowest calorie density. This is a simpler and more effective system compared to calorie counting, which for most people is not sustainable long term. If you're looking to gain weight, then focus on what foods have the highest calorie density. For example, high quality fat sources and animal products like dairy or lentils and beans. For me personally, this was a game changer and led to my increase in weight. Number three, limit exposure to additives. For weight loss, some compounds that you are likely to encounter may contribute to weight gain by affecting the body's ability to metabolize fat. These chemicals include BPA, found in plastic and cans, so try to use glass instead of storage, and also various acids found on non-stick pans, so use stainless steel pans instead. For weight gain, you should still avoid these chemicals as they're definitely a detriment to your health. Number four, manage stress. For weight loss, stress may cause weight to increase. This would be through the body increasing its production of stress hormones. The body then goes into a fat storage mode and becomes more effective at storing fat. Also, stress causes people to seek out comfort food that is often high in sugar, trans fats and refined carbohydrates. So not only are you more drawn to high calorie foods, but your body is also more efficient at turning them into fat. Focus on what you can do to reduce the stress for example, moving, breathing, meditating, talking with others, laughing, dancing, music. There's, there's a whole host of things, but you have to find something that works for you and your lifestyle. Positive self-talk is so important for health. If I catch myself craving heavily processed foods late at night, 
I ask myself, will this nourish me? And I try to think about the mouth pleasure I will get in that moment versus the impact the food will have on my sleep and the day after. One little tip I like to do is to brush my teeth after dinner so then I'm less likely to eat something before bed that I know will not serve me. For weight gain, stress may also cause a decrease in appetite, so make sure to eat regular meals with others and include ginger and cayenne pepper as they can stimulate your appetite. Number five, eat mindfully. For weight loss, try to slow it down and be present. Be grateful for the food and chew every bite. This way, you'll be more satiated with a smaller portion. Weight gain it is important to recognize that every bite is nourishing you and making you stronger. You are what you eat. Chew your food to ensure it's properly digested in your body. Because remember, it's not just the amount of food that you eat, it's how much food gets digested into your body. Number six, don't skip meals unintentionally. This is different if you're fasting. For weight loss, this may lead you to make impulsive decisions and have more foods or food that you do not usually have. By eating regular meals, it can help you to feel full during the day and reduce binging later on. For weight gain, you may prefer to have more meals in the day. It is a way to add more food into your diet. Number seven, cook foods at home. For weight loss, portion sizes are usually larger when you eat out and are often full of unhealthy trans fats, sugar and processed salt. For weight gain, you can make sure that you always have a high quality meal ready to eat. Number eight, prioritize sleep. For weight loss, skipping out on sleep can disrupt your circadian rhythm, your body's 24-hour biological clock, which works in time with the day and night cycles, which can lead to inflammation and create conditions conductive to fat storage. For weight gain, sleep is the body's time to rest and repair. Try and not eat two to three hours before bed as this may affect your sleep quality. Sleep really has a knock-on effect with all of the other pillars for living a healthy life. I would definitely ask future clients how their sleep is and work with them to make tiny habit changes to their sleep hygiene every week. I know how important sleep is for me and I've stopped habits that do not serve me. For example, eating and using technology late at night. Sleep deprivation also causes your body to produce more ghrelin, the hormone that signals you to eat, and it stops leptin, the hormone that tells you when you are full. I realise this in myself, so if I do not get a good night's sleep, I try and factor in a 20 minute power nap during the day. Number nine, move your body. Weight loss, it relieves stress, burns calories, and increases your metabolism. Weight gain, strength training can help to build muscle. If you're exercising more, remember to eat more, especially have some protein after working out to support muscle repair. Lastly, the most important thing to focus on is your why. Why do you want to make changes in your health, your weight? When life is challenging, you need a strong enough why to hold yourself accountable. Ultimately, I believe that being healthy gives you the ability to experience life to the full. My health practices for you this week are, think about what messages, both positive and negative, you've experienced that influence your weight and how you view it. Also, if you're looking to change your weight, focus on one or two of the areas of the holistic health approach that I mentioned above. For example, switch up your beverages, focus on whole nutrient-dense food, limit exposure to additives, manage stress, eat mindfully, don't skip meals unintentionally, cook foods at home, prioritize sleep, move your body. 
what you're doing at the moment and how can you slowly increase it. If you have any questions or if you want to know more about my health coaching, you can contact me at charlietunmore at gmail.com. That's T-U-N-M-O-R-E. I am not a doctor, so please do not substitute this information for medical advice. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast with friends and family to empower them to take ownership of their own health. Health is a practice, not an idea.